Hello, I'm Ella. My name is Cherie. I'm Melissa. And we are here to watch and react to the popular NBC show Once Upon a Time. So buckle up and we will get started. This week we are watching Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. We fade into a man riding on horseback. I would get totally clothesline riding a horse through there. Amen. He stops when he reaches a group of dwarves surrounded in glass coffin. FYI, Grumpy's my favorite. I love Grumpy so I much. Do he asks them to open it so he could say goodbye, and they do. He leans down <laughs> to give the woman a kiss, and she wakes up, introducing the I will always find you theme of the first season. Okay, did Charming and Snow White know each other in this version of the story before yes. the creepy kiss? Okay. Yes. Couldn't remember. Otherwise, it'd be like really, really cringy. We cut to Snow and Charming's official wedding ceremony, which is interrupted by the evil queen. I need to know who designs her clothes. Just think and look at her. I knew. It's, uh, Eduardo Castro? I didn't mean in real life. I just meant, like... Oh, gotcha. You know, so I could get some. <laughs> but yeah, um, evil queen has the best... Absolutely. The best duds. She claims she has come to give them a gift, their wedding day. And she vows to destroy their happiness. Everyone in the background shielding their eyes. Like, that's going to help them. Right. She won't I notice me. I didn't they were doing that. I didn't either. Evil people are always so freaking dramatic. They have to have their monologue. Yes. And the cape flip. She poofs out of there, and we cut to a boy riding a bus in Boston. Baby Henry. He gets off and uses a credit card to hail a taxi. We cut to the restaurant where a woman walks in to meet a blind date. Can you tell the showrunners also worked on Lost? Right. Through their discussion, we find out that she is a bail bondsman and bounty hunter who is there to take the guy in. He flips the table. Oh, shit. <laughs> and runs out to find his car has a boot on it. She catches up to him. Introducing <laughs> him as Power Walk. I love it. <laughs> I would have broken my ankle by now. Hey, man. Oh, I can't do heels. And they don't make them in Greg Gargantuan size like I, I wear. And knocks him out when he makes a quip about her not knowing anything about family. And we cut to her walking into her apartment alone. I love the door of her apartment, by the way. Also, I don't know the median salary of a bail bondsman, but that's a pretty lush apartment. That is a very nice apartment for one person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I need a new career path. Right? She lights a candle on a lone cupcake and makes a wish, blowing out the candle, and her doorbell rings. She opens the door, and the kid from the bus is standing there, claiming to be her son. Okay, so at least it's not a random kid. <laughs> <laughs> he barges into her apartment, and while Emma is freaking out in the bathroom, proceeds to drink some juice straight from the carton. Rude, by the way. He just drank straight from the carton. <laughs> that is a naked juice bottle. Those are expensive. And that's his juice now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because because I'm no offense to you guys, but children are petri dishes. Yes, no, they yes, absolutely are. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, she's gonna get flu, COVID, probably hand, foot, and mouth disease, <laughs> all of it. My life, mm -hmm. right there, all of it. Amen. <laughs> all right, that out of the way, and says they need to get going if she's going to get him back home. She threatens to call the cops, and he counters that he'll tell them she kidnapped him, which they would believe since she's his birth mother. <laughs> Manipulative little bastard. He looks like he'll do it. Totally would. 
She claims to have a superpower that she can tell when anyone is lying. He begs her to take him back and they leave. I'd be like, take your juice with you, little man. <laughs> yeah, it's yours. We ain't stopping. <laughs> back in the Enchanted Forest, a very pregnant Snow is talking to Charming in their child's nursery. That is not a baby-proof crib. Not a baby-proof crib. <laughs> baby suffocation crib. And the, like, glass mobile. Oh, I didn't even notice that, yeah. And it's unicorn, so it's already got sharp, pointy spots. Only the best. Not the safest, just the best. <laughs> <laughs> she asked Charming to let her talk to him. He relents, and we cut back to Emma and Henry in the car as Henry asks if they could stop because he's hungry. Should have brought you juice, huh? said I was hungry, not thirsty. Oh, I'd be like, fill your belly with that expensive-ass juice. Best part is, I thought that book was a pizza box, and I'm thinking he's got food right there. <laughs> Emma's gonna be wishing it was a pizza box soon. <laughs> Emma glances down to see Henry is reading a book of fairy tales, which he claims are true stories that actually happened. We cut back to the Enchanted Forest, where Charming and Snow are being led to the dungeon and being told the rules about dealing with the prisoner they're going to see. Stay out of the light, and don't let him know your name, for names have power. He calls for Rumpelstiltskin to show himself, and he reveals that he already knows who they are. First time I watched this, he gave me the creep so bad. I was just thinking, I'd turn around and leave. Fuck that. I love Rumpel. Oh, I love him too now, but he really creeped me out first. He gives me Joker vibes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He knows what they're there for, but asks for a price for the information, the name of their unborn child. I love Robert Carlyle so much. He's such a good actor. Oh, yeah, he's doing a job. <laughs> he goes into his monologue about how the queen created a dark curse that will rip them from their land and the people they love, give them false memories, and the queen will be the only one celebrating. He says their child will be their only hope. On her 28th birthday, she'll return and save everyone. As they're leaving, Rumpel demands to know the child's name, and Snow tells him it's Emma. Back in our world, Emma and Henry are driving into Storybrooke, and Henry won't tell her his address. She stops the car and gets out in a huff and notices the clock on the clock tower is stopped on 8.15. Henry claims it's because the evil queen froze time and time doesn't work there. He claims that bad things happen when people try to leave town. A man comes up to them and Henry introduces him as Archie and turns out he's Henry's therapist, further making Emma believe he's delusional. Archie tells Emma Henry is the mayor's son and she takes him home. In the Enchanted Forest, Snow and Charming are holding a council with their advisors, trying to come up with a plan to combat the Evil Queen's plans. That would be you. You would be Granny Elizabeth. I was, because just, about, be... I was just about to say I need to go get the sweater that I'm knitting for Mom. You'd be <laughs> in an important meeting like, Ta-da, sweater! Speaking of, I'll be right back. <laughs> Snow is uncharacteristically beaten down and seems to have given up hope when suddenly the Blue Fairy appears and offers them hope. Um, so the Blue Fairy was originally written for Lady Gaga. Uh, uh, they never heard back from her agent. So now we get her. That there is a magic tree that could be carved into a vessel to transport one person between realms. At the mayor's house, Regina comes out and Henry shouts that he found his real mom. And remember, he's I'm only 10. He mom. hasn't started his teenage phase yet. Oh, God. You're not my real mom. Regina invites Emma in for the best apple cider you've ever tasted. Don't 
do it. No, the last thing I would do was take a random glass of anything from a stranger. Right. Especially when my kid, by the way, this yeah. is my real mom, F you. And also, especially if your kid <laughs> literally thinks she's the evil queen who is known for poisoning apples. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and I didn't even catch that part. They have a conversation in which Emma tells Regina about Henry's book, but leaves it to Regina to sort out because she doesn't know the situation. That's what I would have said, too. Oh, he's yeah. your kid, so I'm going to let you figure out the storybook stuff. Exactly I'm right. I don't have person. time for all that. Right, I need to get back to my fancy apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go buy some more juice. <laughs> There's probably a tapeworm in mine now. <laughs> Emma starts to drive off, and as she's reaching the town limit, he notices Henry left the book in her car. She's like, oh, shit, he left his pizza box. <laughs> and when she looks back up, there's a wolf in the road. Oh. <gasps> Swerving to miss it, she hits the town sign and is knocked unconscious. You know, appropriate. I would hit a sign before I hit a dog any day. Absolutely. Right? And she ain't got no airbags. No. That was a mistake. The wind blows on the book and the pages flip to the next chapter. What a convenient breeze. <laughs> I know. Right to where we need to be in the story. So clever how that happens. <laughs> Back in the Enchanted Forest, Geppetto and Pinocchio are carving the tree into a wardrobe. Now, if I was a woodcarver, I wouldn't be up in a big old tower like that. Can you imagine having to carry all that shit up there? Mm -mm. No, see, throw a rope outside the window and hoist it up. Not going up the steps. That's what my parents did when <laughs> when we moved up to Indiana. That's what they had to do with their bed frame. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And Snow and Charming are having a discussion about how Snow has to go into the wardrobe. I'm just saying, she's so much more calm than me. I was going to say, I've never <laughs> experienced pregnancy hormones, but I imagine that um, most women would be going far more crazy than that. Oh yeah, nuts up. In this situation. I'd be crying way more, way more. When suddenly Snow goes into labor. Ah, uh, don't worry, Snow, it's just Braxton Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super convenient. Right. The dwarves are keeping watch when the curse is cast, and Grumpy rings the warning bell. In the sheriff's office, Emma wakes up to a lazy whistle-while-you-work coming from the cell beside her. Marco is fixing something and gets onto Leroy about having manners for their guest. Graham shows up and lets Leroy out, telling him to put on a smile and behave. Not <laughs> <laughs> to be like, no, don't, don't smile. Just never mind. <laughs> and Regina barges in, telling him Henry ran away again. Emma strikes a bargain, saying she'll help them find him if they let her out. Emma showcases her bounty hunter skills and tracks the card Henry used for whosyourmama.com. That, to me, does not sound like a find who your adoptive mama or, or who your birth mom was. It sounds like something totally different. Yeah. Yes, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Be like, has Henry hit puberty? <laughs> to his teacher, Mary Margaret, who we find is cursed Snow White. Regina and Emma walk into her classroom as the kids are leaving for recess, and Regina confronts her about Henry's whereabouts. Her mom, look. Oh, fun fact. While they were filming the seeds in one of the takes, uh, the bird pooped in her hand. Uh, of course. That's and that, that clip was going through Tumblr and Facebook and everything. <laughs> they also used lovebirds because they were green, and then green screened them mm -hmm. to be blue, you know, because of the whole Snow White yeah. thing. Yep. I love those fun facts. After Regina storms out, Mary Margaret tells Emma to check Henry's castle. Emma's like, oh, she is a bitch. I ain't going anywhere now. <laughs> In Snow and Charming's castle, Snow is in the throes of labor as the evil queen is making her way to them. 
Okay. So the evil queen disappeared in smoke when he threw the sword at her during the wedding scene. Why the hell is she in a horse and buggy? Dramatic effect. I'm like, what's the parameters of the magic here? <laughs> I mean, she could just pop in and take the baby unless they have wards up or something. Purely for dramatic I effect. Know. See, that's the problem with villains. Don't be dramatic. Just get the job done. <laughs> Geppetto comes in and says the wardrobe is finished, but Doc says it's too late to move Snow. Once Emma is born, Snow makes Charming take her to the wardroom in the hopes that she'll find her way back to them. Dad Charming fights his way through the castle to the nursery where the wardrobe is. Dad Charming. That's all I'm gonna say. Dad Charming. Yeah. <laughs> the baby has no splatters on it at all. Nope. Nope. Just after he places her in the wardrobe, two of Regina's knights come in and stab him. Right before he dies, they break open the wardrobe and he sees that it's empty and their plan worked. See, why do we get a wardrobe that only fits one person? Right? Like, there's obviously three of them. Because every magic has its limits. The fairy well, made the blueprint. I just find a fairy. <laughs> there's three of them motherfuckers somewhere. Excuse my language. Right? At the playground. I'll be like, kid, your castle sucks. <laughs> Emma finds Henry and gives him back his book. The pizza's stale now. They have a conversation in which Henry tells Emma she's the savior and she's there to bring back all the happy endings. No pressure. <laughs> After which she takes him back home. Poor kid's got a really crappy playground. Yeah. Snow drags her postpartum self to the nursery to find Charming lying dead. Boss, bitch, Snow White dragging herself out there postpartum. Her white dress is really clean though, I'm... Really kind of surprised. <laughs> she tries to give him true love's kiss, and Regina comes in to gloat. And see, we would be fighting. Even after you just had your baby? Yes, ma'am. She done killed my <laughs> husband, my baby's gone, I done got out the bed. Might as well. <laughs> what do you got to lose, right? Exactly right. Like, burn this bitch down. Because you know that dress is flammable. <laughs> All the feathers, it has to be. The curse strikes. Main. I'm gonna get a lobster <laughs> roll. You know, that would be a terrible place for me. Yes, I hate would. all things fish. Yeah. <laughs> lobster. He's a moose. I'd be okay. I, I, like the, I like the lobster. Can't even with the smell. <laughs> when Henry gets back home, Regina and Emma have another talk about how Regina is his true mother. As she had to clean every diaper, soothe every fever, and endure every tantrum. That leads me to believe there were many tantrums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Can you blame him? Not at all. Here's the thing, though. She doesn't mention any of the good I... things about being his mom that she missed. And that would that would hurt me more than telling me about right. all the hard work that you put in. Yeah, she definitely seems like she's more resentful than filled with Yeah. Because she chose to adopt. Right. And Emma has no legal right to him. Emma asks if she loves him, and Regina replies that of course she does. Body language, the way she said that, the tone, all of that conveys the exact opposite of what she said. And Excuse that's when me. Emma says, fuck that bitch, I ain't going anywhere. And that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. She takes the book away, staring at Henry for a second, and we can tell she knows exactly what it is. Look at the way she's looking at him, like, she wants yeah, to she... slit his throat or something. Does she know that she's the evil bitch? Yes. Yeah. As of right now, she's the only one awake. Everyone else is under the curse. And does she know that that's his, uh... That they're real? Yes. Yeah. 
No, that's Snow White. Does she, does she know that that's her and her son, or whoever it is? No, not right now. Okay. The only person aware of the actual fairy tale part of it is uh, the queen. Yeah, no, I meant does the queen no, know but that she meant Emma's... does the queen know that Emma is Snow and Charming's daughter? Ah, uh, gotcha. And she's she's the one that can break the curse. Yeah. Which the answer is no. Gotcha. We cut to the hospital where Mary Margaret is putting flowers next to the patients, and we see Charming in an ICU unit. Emma makes her way to Granny's bed and breakfast, where we hear Granny and Ruby yelling at each other. I love the entrance into the B&B. Oh, I know, I'd love to live there. I guess. Or, or just own something like that. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. beautiful. I love this. I just now, not- this time, noticed the spider webs on the front desk. Emma asks for a room. Granny's, like, gonna have a heart attack. She's right here? You want to sleep here? I love that scarf. Scarlet has fantastic fashion. Wait, is it not Scarlet? It's Ruby. Ruby, that's right. And Mr. Gold shows up as she's giving her name for the register. You can see as he's opening the door that he's waking up. So, Mr. Gold doesn't know that he's Rumpelstiltskin until Until he hears Emma's name. Yeah. Right. You can you can see uh, it in his eyes right now. Yeah. where I paused yeah. it. That's when he wakes up. Yeah, he's I like was wondering. Yeah, yeah. He said okay. Emma, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he knows. And even the way he moved his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you remember in the original Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale that names have power, and that yeah. when he was asking Snow to give him the name of the the child, and then, of course, the guard coming in, you know, talking about don't let him, you know, uh, I can't even remember how he phrased it, but was yeah. talking about names having power and stuff. And um, all of that was kind of like, I think, foreshadowing for this, and yeah. kind of brings in that original Rumpelstiltskin story, too. So, And there's an episode later on in a few seasons, It's this isn't really much of a spoiler, but they have a similar situation. It's like an alternate universe type thing where it's the same thing and somebody says Emma and he says, Emma, what a lovely name. And then he wakes up just like this. And it's great. And I love it. After he leaves, Ruby explains (laughs) that Mr. Gold owns the town. Granny asks how long Emma will be staying and she replies only a week. As she takes the key, the town clock starts moving and Henry grins. We'll be right back to discuss the episode, but first, let's take a quick break. So, initial thoughts? I can definitely say I like it. Mm -hmm. So, any thoughts on the um, adoptive family versus birth family dynamic situation? You know, I I don't understand why someone would adopt a child as their own. I think for her, it was a status thing, like a uh, power kind of thing, you know? Um, she wanted to be the in charge of the town. She wanted to be the successful single mom. Um, and she's a bully, you know? Or, alternatively, maybe she wanted to see if she could love somebody, you know, because she's known as the evil queen and that sort of thing. And then also... Maybe she's trying to replace somebody that she's had in her previous life. Yeah. I just bring that up because this show has a very big habit of placing birth family over found family or adoptive family, which is not always the correct way to go. Completely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because birth yeah. family can be toxic. And if they need to go away, then they can go mm-hmm. away. And and the crazy <laughs> thing, too, is once you get later into the show, all these people that are not blood related, but are still form a family, you know, it, it, it's, it, it kind of contradicts itself when the birth family versus the sound family. Exactly. Yeah. Any thoughts, Cherie? No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking, you know, what she said was super... I agree with that. Like, that's probably yeah. what was going on. But yeah, other than that, I've got not a lot. Okay. Do you want to know where we know the uh, main cast from? Yes. Okay. So, Lana Perea or the Evil Queen. Um, She had a lot of one-episode type things, um, but her most, the most that she's known for is the, there's a new show, Why Women Kill. She's Rita Castillo for 10 episodes. Um, Miami Medical, she was on there for 13 episodes. Dr. Eva Zambrano, 24, she was on 24 for the fourth season, I believe it was, 13 episodes of that. 12, I meant 12 episodes. I was looking at the wrong line. I didn't know her I didn't before either. I watched this, so. I was thinking yeah. I've, I've never seen any of those. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin, she is the voice of Judy Hopps in Zootopia. Yes. For that, she... She was in those. Why Women Kill, too. Yeah, she's in 10 episodes of that as well. Yep. But yeah, I didn't know she was Judy Hopps until I, I looked up the IMDb for this. Um, Emma Jennifer Morrison. Um, she is probably before this. She was probably most known for being in House. Yeah, that's where I knew her from as Dr. Alyssa Cameron. I knew she. I knew no, her that from was somewhere. I've been trying to figure out this whole time. I'm like, how do I know that lady? Yep. Exactly. And she was also in How I Met Your Mother as Zoe for 13 episodes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I remember her in that. Um, and then This Is Us. She was Cassidy Sharp most more most recently for 14 episodes. Jared Gilmore, um, who plays Henry, he didn't do much before Once Upon a Time. It was a bunch of uh, kid stuff that he did. Um, but since then, he's also been the voice of Shalio and Code Gaius, the English version. So, And then Stiltskin as Robert Carlyle. I first met him as Durza on Aragon, the terrible dragon movie that we do not mention. Uh, the book. <sighs> yeah, that's why I, that's why I said the movie that we do not. Yeah, mention. I know. I I realized that he was Durza on my most recent Rage Watch of Aragon. <laughs> rage Watch. <laughs> uh, do you crochet like furiously when you watch those things? No, I I don't do anything when I Rage Watch. I just sit and I watch and I get mad. Okay, and it's great. I may have to try that. It's good therapy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew him first from Stargate Universe. I, um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I knew him. Well, I originally met him on Aragon, but I didn't realize it was yeah. him when I watched Stargate Universe. So I knew him on Stargate Universe. Yeah, and, and then after. And then once upon a time. After we watched Stargate yeah. Universe, we watched the full Monty, and that's when I realized he was in that too. So. Um, Josh Dallas, his most, his most notable credit. Um, before this was actually he it wasn't on his imdb but he was one of the one of thor's trio in the original thor movie yes yes he was yeah in the first thor movie um but since then he's also been big on the show manifest Yeah. yeah those are the main 
credits too. I think my favorite credit though for Prince Charming is Frantic Pig. Frantic Pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I realized uh going through this that they br- Oh, another fun fact about Snow and Charming's yeah. actors. Josh Dallas and Jennifer Goodwin actually fell in love on the show and are currently married in real life Aww. thanks to this show. It's a fairy tale ending. And they are adorable on Instagram and everything. Aww. I'll have to check out their Instagram. <laughs> yes. It's adorable. They they send they do anniversary and birthday stuff and they're just they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> have I mentioned they're adorable? Um <laughs> I absolutely love it. Another piece of trivia that I have gleaned from IMDb on that episode is the um, the candle that uh, Emma lights mm-hmm. on her cupcake, the blue star, is actually like a callback to, I think it was Pinocchio? Yeah, uh, it has a blue star on the end. Um, it's a reference to when you wish upon a star. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Geppetto wishes the same thing on a blue star. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of why they did that. Also, Rumpelstiltskin makeup as Rumpelstiltskin yeah. in the pilot episode is the best as it's ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few, like, episodes later that I'm like, is he an alligator? Like, No, he's a crocodile. kind of like what it looks Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? He's got... Somebody needs to get him to a dermatologist because yeah. he's got something going on. Well, um... Also, another fun fact that's just my fun fact is uh, I downloaded a Rumpelstiltskin giggle that I'm going to put in whenever I have spoilers that I'm not going to say when I want to say something, but I can't. (laughs) Because there are even things that you don't know, Melissa, that I know. Oh, I'm sure there are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the thing about this, too, and I guess this is just like all fantasy uh, shows and stuff. I love the costumes, mm-hmm. and it really makes me think of when I was a kid, which obviously I have short hair now, but even as a kid, I had short hair because, you know, mom didn't want to deal with the long hair and stuff, but um, I always wanted to wear, and this is going to sound really funny because I was actually quite the tomboy as a kid, <laughs> and even so now, but I always wanted, like, a princess dress and long hair, so I would, like, wrap a towel around my head and pretend it was my long hair <laughs> so that I could be the princess. But I was never a princess that needed to be rescued. Right. I was always a princess who was fighting. You were snow. Um, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, I, I love the fantasy genre, especially in TV shows, because of the costuming and yeah. stuff like that. I Yes, I have to agree. Although... As an adult, I don't want to wear that crap because I know it's yeah. going to be hot. See, as an adult, I would love to wear that crap. Just on Halloween, you know. But I would actually, yeah. I would be there. Yeah. Also, it's usually colder on Halloween, yeah. too, so that helps. That's true. I'd be okay with it in cold. Well, maybe the month of October. Once Upon a Time is property of Disney. Our intro and outro music can be found on Anchor FM. The intro is The Trestle, and the outro is Balti. All fun facts and other information can be found on the episode-specific pages on imdb.com. Join us next week as we continue our watch-through with Season 1, Episode 2, The Thing You Love Most. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.